Hi, I'm Nikki O'Brien and this is Quintessential Being. This podcast is a heart-driven passion project of mine. It's about sharing stories, journeys of self-discovery, giving you actionable tools, shifting perspectives. It's about bringing you anything and everything that will help you understand yourself, love who you are right now, and deepen the connection with those around you. So thanks for joining me and let's jump in. So if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you've probably gathered by now that I'm pretty far into the woo. I love spirituality um, and everything that comes with it. I'm a crazy crystal lady. I've been for almost every healing that you can imagine. Um, This mostly comes from a place within myself, I guess, where I just want to reach acceptance and um, a place of peace, like a deep sense of peace. I think that's what all of us want, right? Just to enjoy the life that we have without wanting more all the time. I'm just so exhausted from wanting more. So I guess I really thought that spirituality would kind of give me that, would give me that sense of peace, but it hasn't turned out that way. Funny, hey? (laughs) Life can smack you around a bit. Like sometimes I almost feel like I'm failing more because of that level of consciousness and awareness and just, you know, being aware of all your patterns and behaviors. That's not fun. It's not fun on a bad day. Anyway, the point that I'm trying to get to is on this spiritual quest of mine to get to a place of peace. I was scrolling on Facebook one day and came across a lady called Holly Noonan and she has this page on Facebook called Unbecome Spiritual Expansion, which by the way, you should go follow. Anyway, she wrote this post about New Age spirituality and basically how it can break apart our sense of wholeness and bully us into a false sense of life, like that we have to be happy all the time or that we shouldn't be feeling negative feelings. Anyway, this post just hit me right in the heart and I really thought I have got to get this woman on the show and talk to us because she has something huge to offer. So I reached out and luckily for us, she said yes. So... I'm super excited to introduce you to Holly Noonan. Holly is a mum. She's also an international best-selling children's author and thought leader on conscious parenting. I didn't actually know this when I reached out to her. So she educates around the globe, actually, on how to raise children who are self-aware and full of self-esteem, self-belief, self-love and self-worth. So Holly's principles generate a deeper sense of connectedness between adult and child, leaving each of those feeling more empowered and at peace. That's what we all want, right? So in addition to coaching on parenting, Holly also teaches consciousness. So this is helping those who are awakened, fast track the journey towards life purpose, and I believe towards peace. She integrates emotional wounds, letting go of the past um, and removing blocks to abundance. These profound wisdoms allow the opportunity to live congruent, authentic and inspired lives. And I am so honoured and excited to bring her on to chat with us today. Holly Noonan, welcome to Quintessential Being. 
thank you for having me. I'm so curious as to how this conversation is going to unfold. I feel like there's going to be so many aha moments for me coming today. <laughs> um, <laughs> I always like to start with asking how you got here today, this heart-based business of yours, spiritual expansion and unbecoming. Can you give us a bit of your background? By trade, I'm actually, I went to uni and did uh, exercise physiology, so it's really crazy I've ended up here. Life just landed me here. Really what happened for me was um, I was very focused on businesses. I've never had a job in my entire life. I always swore that I'd never have a boss, and so I went straight into business, um, and I had very much a, like this this uh, laser-focused success mentality, which um, which is very detrimental to our spiritual growth, which is a whole other story, but I had that initially, and... And when I um, stopped and had my children, I really felt like I definitely lost this part of myself. I, I, I no longer got acknowledged or recognized or noticed for things I was good at, um, all that kind of stuff. And that really got to me. So long story short, I ended up moving into the world of network marketing. And um, that gave me a, a that gave me two things. It gave me a platform to start being noticed again because I could achieve and I could uprank and I you know, would get recognized for that and things like that. And, you know, I guess my ego definitely loved the feeling of being noticed again. But what happened then, also, obviously, network marketing is very much a, a people business. And so it really um, drew me into the leadership role. And long story short, I um, ended up completely loving that industry for about eight years. And I was a leader in a few different companies. And and what, what started to shift for me was I, I noticed that, I had this shift that took place at, a, I guess you could say, a heart space level where I no longer wanted success because what I what I focused on more or what I chased more was significant. It's like mm. I know what I, I – if the income never did it for me anymore, but the impact did. So I kind of had this big shift into uh, – from my I say from my head down to my heart where uh, I really – started no and, and and through the process of network marketing and all the personal development that comes with that I started discovering who I was and I started unbecoming all of the things that I had presented myself to the world as but I really wasn't then cut a long story short that threw me into one of my own spiritual awakenings I guess you can call it um yeah kind of you know address some of my own trauma in my life and and some child childhood pain and all those kind of things and yeah I, uh, I I just became obsessed with understanding my own truth and what is it and who am I and how do I know you know what soul what spirit what's ego what's this and uh, yeah I guess you could say I had an obsession with it but I was drawn to it uh, more so than just wanting to do it at a headspace level for success reasons and things like that so yeah one thing after another I basically left the industry and then um, I had people kind of reaching out to me and demanding like oh, I miss hearing you every week like you know please somehow some way like could you could you coach me or can you can you start running some events so I can come listen to you and I I always said when the demand was bigger than the desire that then I would move in that direction because that way I knew I'd, I was doing it because I was being called to it not because my ego needed that superficial layer of significance and so yeah long story short I, I started you know setting up some events and the room started filling and um, really here we are today. You know, one thing led to another, opportunities. I had a global radio show, uh, you know, for the last, you know, 18 months and uh, written some kids' books, been through divorce, all of those things that awaken us at an even deeper level. And um, I like being quite disruptive in the way that I, that I, that I think. 
pattern that I speak. And quite often that disruption really pulls people out of the patterns and programmings that they're in and introduces them to a, a deeper truth of themselves and it just keeps going. Yeah, wow. Um, I want to pull out a few things that you said there. You specifically talked a lot about ego um, and, you know, spiritual growth. Has our ego hijacked our spiritual growth? (laughs) I love that you asked that question. (laughs) I did a post that was very hot on that uh, just only a couple of weeks ago. This is exactly – so here's what's happened. There's There's what I call New age spirituality. And I know it so well because I was it. Up until, you know, even just 18 months ago, all the spirituality that I taught was um, from from a place of ego. And I say our ego has hijacked our spirituality because what's happened now, it's almost become, um, you know, the new thing to do. It's like this new trend. That, oh, I'm so spiritual. And, oh, I, I do meditation. And, you know, we've, we've gone – so far down the road of personal development and trying to control our mind and you know at the end of the day everything is based on law of attraction and therefore any single way that you feel and anything that's happening in your life is your fault because you must be attracting it and you get to choose how you wake up every day so you get to choose your thoughts which therefore you know means that you choose your emotions and you can choose to be happy anytime you like and and so what's happened is now so many people now you know, are so uh, in a state of control and uh, of controlling their thought and controlling their feelings and to the point where we now experience shame for feeling uh, for feeling parts of our wholeness, meaning if I'm not happy, if I'm not feeling positive right now, if I can't see how this works out so that I have some deep level of faith, then that kind of means I'm not spiritual. So I don't really want to let people know that. So what I'll do is I'll just literally pretend that I'm happy or even worse, I convince myself I am happy and I convince myself that being happy is happiness. But you know, what I, the, the kind of, I guess, the, the slogan that I've cliched with, if you like, is, you know, being able to shift from being happy to being whole because the idea of happiness has shifted people away from their wholeness. And the last 18 months I've um, learned so much um, at profoundly deep levels about what soul is. And as I understand that, I have realized myself that, in you know, in the name of being spiritual and in the name of being this great teacher of personal development that has such control over her mind that can teach people how to control their mind and thoughts, I personally and you know millions of others out there, we do it at the expense of our wholeness. Mm. And uh, anything that we class as so-called negative emotion uh, puts us in a box, and therefore we stop ourselves from actually feeling the wholeness of our soul, experiencing the entire expansion that we came here for because we tell ourselves that we shouldn't feel those things and if we do feel those things and somehow it's our fault, so you're in control of it, so you just need to change your thought to change your feeling. And ultimately, that is all ego. Ego is anything that takes us away from our wholeness and that's exactly what new age spirituality is doing. Yeah, just... So it's fair to say that when most people look for spiritual expansion, they're actually craving to control the mind and often not to connect with soul, like you said. What would you say to someone who's stuck in their expansion and desperately trying to control their mind? 
it, it goes so deep. It, it really does go so deep because they do that because they're avoiding feeling. And so anything that puts you in – here's the thing. Anything that – Anything that puts you in a state of resistance puts you in a state of attraction. Anything you you resist, you attract. So what I mean by that is, you know, people say, oh, but if I let myself feel my feelings, if I let myself come out of my happiness into my actual trueness and, and I feel the pain and the trauma and the heartbreak and the shame or whatever I'm dealing with, doesn't that then mean that I'll attract it? So what's the point of feeling it? Because then I'm just going to attract it. But here's the thing. You're attracting it anyway because you don't – the universe doesn't – you don't attract what you ask for verbally. You attract what you're asking for vibrationally. And what you vibrate at, yeah, it sits at the, literally at the core of your soul and your mind can't override that. You cannot use your mind to override the law of attraction and go, well, I, but I wasn't thinking sadness. I wasn't thinking trauma. You know, I, I controlled my mind to the point where I wouldn't allow those thoughts. So therefore, why am I keep attracting it? Because, because what happens is when you try to be happy or you try to be positive, you're still doing it from place of resistance, meaning I'm resisting the feeling of not being happy. I'm avoiding the feeling of, you know, powerlessness and things like that. So ultimately, those vibrations still sit in the core of our being and, uh, and therefore, you know, the law of attraction works on that. The moment, the moment, Nikki, that you, even if it's the deepest, darkest, feeling, the lowest vibration, I, I, I refuse to use the word negative emotions, I don't believe there are any negative emotions, that's another way that ego has hijacked our spirituality, by putting certain emotions into it, oh, are you above the line or you are you below the line, you get to choose whether or not you live above the line or below the line, and if you experience any of these emotions, that is below the line, and I am an above the line thinker, so you know, I therefore am superior to you because I can teach you how to not be below the line, all you've actually done is remove half your wholeness yeah so does that make sense yeah it's like spiritual bypass it's exactly what it is yeah we just bypass it so the process at a soul level is called fragmentation at any moment that we experience trauma in our life the um the emotion that we were expressing at that time uh becomes fragmented from us so the aspect of ourselves so we are all things we are darkness and light we're yin and yang and you know all the new age spiritual people we try to say that oh we are all things yin and yang we're darkness and light but the truth is can you own your darkness as much as your light and why does it even have to necessarily be called darkness mm-hmm. so any moment particularly in childhood or, or even adulthood that we are showing up with a particular emotion or expression and we are you know expressing that let's say to our parents in that moment if we were disapproved if we were told don't be a sook you know stop crying or give you something to cry about and all those kind of things that we all heard in that moment the aspect of our true selves that we were expressing experiences trauma our need does not get met Mm. what happens then is that aspect of our soul fragments from our wholeness we push that part of ourselves that that aspect of ourselves we push it away we push it down deep into subconscious so that we never have to see it again and what happens is the consciousness splits so one part of it fragments and we push it away so that we never have to be it we never have to be that person because when we are we get disapproved of and we're not loved and all those things the other part of the consciousness that remains the other part of the split takes on the role of the parent the way the parent treated us in that moment is now the way that we will treat that part of ourselves that has just fragmented 
disconnected and broken away. So now any time that part of us, that sadness in us shows up, we will judge and criticize ourselves and talk to ourselves about that part of ourselves the exact same way the parent judged and criticized us at that moment. So we take on the role of the parent over that aspect of our own soul. That's called fragmentation. It's like we're at war with ourselves. Completely. It, it, it's, yeah, it, I mean, it's literally even worse than war because at least at war we own that we're there. We're like, hey, I'm actually at war yeah. and I'm here and we can own that we're there. But fragmentation is worse because it's like, it's like you know, being at war and, and, and going, oh, no, like I can just go in my mind to my happy place and I'm not at war, I'm sitting on a beach and it feels great here. And, you know, uh, and, and, and what that does is cause more and more fragmentation and these little parts of our soul literally splinters. So, totally. yeah, the only way to change that is to integrate it. And, again, you know, the whole spiritual world is all about healing and heal, heal this and heal that and personally i still use the word heal for the sake of getting a message across because it's language people understand yeah, yeah. but other than that i don't i don't believe we need to heal i don't even believe in healing um we need to integrate mm, and come yes, home to our love that word. we don't need to heal yeah, yeah so when and talking about all that like the what really came up for me when i was listening to that was there's a fear of the depth of going into those aspects of ourselves isn't there like it's like if i if i go into this Am I going to come out? That That's what I was getting when you were tell, talking about those, yep. you know, we don't want to label them negative feelings, but there's definitely a, a fear of if I go all the way in and I sit with this feeling, am I going to come out or how long is it going to be until I come out? So what do you say to someone who's asking that question? Mm-hmm. Um we have we have emotions that are called cover emotions. So that so the cover emotions are like ice that sit on a lake. They cover the depths of the waters below. And so typically what we're actually dealing with when we feel like that isn't even the real emotion. So for example, anger is a cover emotion for hurt. Mm. Um, hate is a cover emotion for fear. So no one is ever actually angry. No child is angry. No no person. Anger isn't actually an emotion. It's an outward expression of an emotion, but it's not the raw emotion itself it's like saying you know processed ham you know or something like that that's not actual food it's it's the byproduct of a process if that makes sense Mm -hmm. right yeah and so you know our our bodies process food best in a raw state as soon as we start putting them full of preservatives and you know everything else and, and processing it all our bodies the way we digest it completely changes and it's the same with emotions if we can take emotions in a raw state and actually like I know what you're saying about you know someone going well if I go into it what if I don't come out if you're actually dealing with again that's resistance okay and anything that you that you resist um all it is is let me say it like this all it is is resistance mm-hmm. if you just sit there in that moment can, can i can i give an analogy have you can i totally take a to explain totally this? yeah okay here's yeah. what i would say to that person who's like but if i go into it how what if i can't come out of your soul knows it anyway it, it your soul has the ability and in fact you'll actually feel a lot of comfort you will feel a lot of comfort in that emotion so in the moment where you're worried if I go into it will I come out of it you aren't even resisting the emotion you're resisting the resisting to the emotion it's actually all resistance the only thing that's making you worried about it is actually resistance because if you actually allow 
that emotion to be present and in fact you be present with it there's a sense of deep comfort and the reason there's comfort is because in that moment you have aligned with soul you will actually never be afraid of dealing with that and it never feels like it's something you can't deal with because it is something that belongs to you the part that doesn't belong to you is the resistance to it and that is what gives us the fear Mm. so imagine it like this what I say to you know the people I coach and everything is I want you to imagine every single aspect or every single fragmented aspect of you is like a little child. Every single aspect of our personalities and our and our souls and everything. Imagine like they're all individual children. So if we've got a thousand different emotions, let's say there's a thousand different children inside of us, and some of them we've denied and disowned and rejected and abandoned and pushed away, and some of them we said, hey, you guys are good kids. You know, I'll use you to show up in life. So when we go through this, let's, let's call it a healing process for one of a better word or integration process the key is this i want you to imagine that that emotion that you feel afraid of that emotion that you're like oh what if i go into i can't come out of it i want you to imagine that that's like a little child tugging at your leg saying mommy dad please can you can you just sit with me today you're always spending time with the productive child and the child that gets things done and the brave child and the courageous child and you know I'm not that child. I'm the scared child. I'm the fragile child. I'm the weak child. I'm not the strong one. I'm the one that doesn't want to do anything. I'm the procrastinating child. I don't, I don't want to do anything. That that's. Can you just for, just for this moment, can you just sit with me? Like, can we sit together? Because you always spend all your time with all these other children, and I don't ever get to. Ac- I don't ever get attention, you know, or, or even get access to you. Yeah, like you don't. It's like you're saying you don't see me, right? Like you don't Correct. see me. Yeah. And, and the truth is, we don't. Every every fragmented aspect, we don't see. We don't want to see. But our soul always wants to integrate and and, and bring us back to wholeness. So this is why. This is how it shows up all the time. It's like light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> This is how this is how mirroring occurs. Yeah. So that part of yourself that you refuse to see, it says, Do you know what? I'm not gonna give up on you because like the whole point of this experience here is to you Uh-oh. know, um, is to expand and yeah. to do that we actually need to be whole and this is the very thing that we will expand from if you can see me. So I'm the let's say I'm the the weak child and, and you've been taught, don't be weak, be brave, be brave, be brave. And what are you sucking about? Nah, brush that off, nothing's wrong with you. And so that part of you that got seen as weakness you've pushed away and you never let that show up in your life and anytime it starts to show up you will criticize and judge yourself and say why do I do this I'm so weak why can't I just be correct you know and you talk to yourself like this what what am I so gutless about etc etc so you berate the child the same way the parent berated you now what we do is what what your soul does then is go okay you won't even see me. Like, I'm trying to let you know I'm here. I'm trying to ask if you can just spend time. You won't see me. So do you know what? What I'm going to do then is I need you to see me. So I'm going to reflect myself. I'm going to project myself onto, uh, you know, into the people around you so that other people around you, this is how we, they will mirror me because I need you to see me, but you won't see me. So I will mirror myself into someone else or project myself into someone else so that you can see me in them and again new age spirituality says that oh you know we project and you know yeah you know all you see in other people is you know what you see in yourself and all this but do you really understand what that actually means yeah I feel like you just cracked me wide open (laughs) (laughs) well I'm glad 
And you think about it, and what do we typically do with that child? If we have an actual child, let's say real life, we're a parent, we have a child, and they're the, you know, the sooky, whingy child, the, the child that irritates us with, and they're like, mummy, can you just sit with me today? Typically, we'll go, okay, all right, all right, I'll sit with you. All right, come on then, what are we doing? Well, come on then, what is it you need to do? Well, talk to me then. It's the child's like, you're not here. You're not, I just want you to be with me. It's like, okay, I am here, I am here, I'm here now, come on. I've got 20 minutes, what is it you want to do? It's like, you're not even here. Yeah. And this is what we do to these, those little fragmented aspects of ourselves. If this is the new age spirituality, how ego hijacks our spirituality. Oh, I'll drop into my feeling, I'll let myself feel it. Oh yeah, I do let myself feel it. But you, you go into the feeling, you're like, okay, that's enough now. Okay, come on, was that enough? You've got anything else to say? Okay, cool, all right, cool, let me get back to this happy feeling that I need to get to. Yeah. All right, I'll feel you so that we can get back to being happy. And for as long as we're doing that, we are never present. And for as long as we're not present, we can't integrate. So what does wholeness do for our relationships to others? Oh, wow. Such a deep question. We could talk about this for six hours. <laughs> wholeness allows us wholeness, wholeness allows us to accept everything and, and to allow everything to be because if we can totally own all of our wholeness, it literally removes judgment. When we, when we can... Um, hold space for the wholeness in us. We're able to hold space for the wholeness in someone else. So it stops us from having to attach stories mm. to, uh, to you know, other circumstances that, that happen around us, to what someone else says or does. We add a story to that to be able to fit it into the parts of ourselves that we own and not allow it to have to incorporate the fragmented parts of ourselves that we don't want to own. This is what happens if we don't own our wholeness. We end up with physical illness and disease. Okay. And this has been a personal journey of mine, which has thrown me into really understanding soul. Okay. For me personally, I have ended up with that. And, and, and I know the exact moment that this occurred. I've seen my astral energy and, and it has shown me where the tears in my astral body occurred. And in fact, it was in a hypnosis session three years ago when I was using my mind to escape the pain of something. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's so damaging to the soul. And so now what's happened is my soul, because I used my mind to be able to cut off communication basically from my soul to the point where I could, I used hypnosis to be able to, rem I can recall the experience and I have no emotional attachment to it anymore. All I did was remove my soul's ability to communicate with me. And it, 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 and it allowed me to escape the expansion because I didn't have to expand because I just removed it with the power of my mind. Now my soul has to get the message to me somewhere other way and so long story short for me over over you know the last two years I have personally not been able to you know stop putting on weight I even did a 21 day water fast and all this to heal my body and you know uh, thrive through that whole process many other things in my body healed but you know my body it's not just about the weight for me it's about my body doesn't represent my lifestyle like I, if I'm making choices that you know, it kind of deserved me to look that way. I, I can, I'm cool with that. But what I started feeling out of control with that really helped me, well, forced me to go deep into understanding what my soul is is is, is needing from me, was the fact that no matter like how good I eat or whatever, how much exercise or how well I work on certain emotions and spirituality and blah 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 blah. You know, my body was still responding that way, and so that's what threw me into really understanding this in a, at, a, at a very deep level. At the beginning of that, you mentioned that you um, saw your own soul. Can you describe to us what soul looks like to you? Well, it, 
it's not even what it looks like for me. When if you go into the very deep work around it, we have like eight different energy bodies. So I used to think we're basically spirit and ego, and that's it. You're either an ego or you're in spirit. I thought soul and spirit were the same things. They very much are not the same thing. I tell actually, I told an audience that I spoke at one of my events two weeks ago. I said, I said for those of you that were in my audience two years ago, like literally delete everything I taught you. You wasted your money coming to those events. I taught you all the wrong thing <laughs> because I taught you that soul and spirit are basically the same thing, and they. Yeah, absolutely not. So, so within the soul, the soul is made up of um, actually four different energy bodies and kind of incorporates the astral body and the etheric body and all this stuff. But any one of us, and in, in fact, I've got a, a workshop coming up, a one-day workshop doing exactly this, uh, showing people how to step into their astral energy, uh, the astral body, which is part of the soul. But if you live too much in astral, you're actually essentially you could say in ego too much likes and dislikes it's quite complicated to explain especially without diagrams and over over an interview but um your so the astral body if it's perfect if it's perfectly refined is like an egg shape and everyone's will be different because it holds your karmic energy it holds your past lives it holds um like so much all in that you don't have to have some special power to see that it's not um something that only special people can do at all any one of us can do it. And so, yeah, when you kind of – I can't really explain it over here. I really I really just can't. I won't even bother starting. But, yeah, you can – so it, it, it'll be different colours. For me, you know, I saw literally, – I, I literally saw tears, like ruptures, mm. like, you know, like broken, open, yeah. bleeding-type pieces yeah. um, in my astral body. And uh, when I – when I moved into those spaces to see what took place there and to, to ask all to communicate, you know, what it needs from me to be able to, um, you know, kind of heal that. And that's all part of your karmic journey also. Mm. Um, yeah, that's how I know, you know, it, well, one of them went straight back to the hypnosis session. So we, this is the thing. We're all using NLP and hypnosis and, and uh, you know, EFT tapping techniques and all this to pull us out of emotions. And the reason we're doing that is because we've been taught those emotions are bad we shouldn't feel them they're destructive and they put the law of attraction on us in a bad negative way and um that's why we're all getting so broken of all the disease Hmm, wow i know i've got to let you go but i've got two big questions left to ask you uh what does spirituality mean to you holly well wholeness really like it's just it's about being able to show up and live wholeheartedly and wholeheartedly doesn't mean just from a heart space it means all that I am mm. and that me being you know have being so-called negative or feeling down does not make me less it, it, for me to be able to own that and be vulnerable in that space and and literally uh, embrace that as much as I embrace anything else that is spirituality you know for me me to be able to set boundaries in my life and go do you know what no no I don't accept everyone no I do not accept everyone and no and if you treat me the wrong way you will be removed from my life I, you, I will you will be blocked you will be deleted you will be removed I I will have boundaries there and I had someone say to me one day but doesn't that just mean that really you're not really that spiritual because really what that means then is that, uh, you know, you can't accept people the way they are. You can't just let them be on their journey. I said, absolutely not. I can honor their journey, but I can also set a boundary because of the fact that I honor mine and I will not betray myself. You know, even when it comes to forgiveness, this is another thing the spiritual world is doing. Oh, forgive, forgive, forgive. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this show, but yeah. absolute bull. Like, you don't forgive. And, you, and, and if you even try to forgive or you're saying you're forgiven, chances are you're doing that at the expense 
sense of, of completely betraying yourself and dishonoring yourself because spirituality says that if you're spiritual you should forgive and you should let go and letting go isn't even a spiritual process surrendering is a spiritual process letting go is not letting go belongs to the mind and surrendering belongs to the soul mm. so i don't know that's a bit of a oh, you're talking my language holly i feel like i you are a soul sister to me because i I've had, like I thought at the beginning, have had so many aha moments. Um, it, oh, this concept of wholeness and accepting everything, every single thing that is part of us and our journey um, just makes me so excited. I feel like the work that the, you do is amazing and I want to learn more about you. <laughs> um, so before I get you to tell us where we can find you, can you, what book have you read recently that invites us to feel more whole? This is another lesson I learned, and this was a hard lesson for me, Nikki. I had always been the person, okay, cool, let me find the next book, the next thing I need to listen to. Like, who's the next person I can learn from? Like, I need to find my next mentor, even if it's not someone that I physically connect with, even if it's someone I just listen to their audios, even if they're dead, like Jim Rohn and people like this that I used to listen to, you know? Like, who's the next peak teacher? When you really want to dive into soul journey, honestly, and it it sounds cliche, you you really truly do become your own teacher not to say you can't learn from others to help you with you know what there's an um, there's a book called emotional detox by I can't even remember her name emotional detox that's probably if you want to learn how to actually own your wholeness and and um you know if you if it's resonated with you some of the concepts I've spoken about here about you know not letting go but learning how to surrender and stop trying to be happy and actually just be real and all this kind of stuff uh, that book really helps and actually she's got a process called the cleanse process it's like a it's like an emotional cleanse and c-l-e-a-n-s-e all stands for a different step in the process and that would be uh, I haven't read that recently but that would be a book uh you know that I have read and that um if somebody really wants to understand not just understand it from a point of theory but how do I move towards it that will help. Thank you. And thank you for that answer about um, being your own teacher. I definitely appreciate that and um, and think that's awesome. Holly, I don't want to let you go because you're amazing, but thank you so much for chatting with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's a very much honor. It really is. It really is an honor to have someone like yourself reach out to me and say, hey, you know, I resonated with a post. Would you love to be interviewed? It's Thank you for giving me the opportunity to, um, you know, plant my seeds out there and I guess and 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 um they'll they'll uh, they'll grow in people as they do but yeah it's absolutely beautiful to have access to a, another platform just to spread the message yes. of realness oh Holly thank you so much for chatting with me today no, I really appreciate it. it really is an honor I'm very humbled and um yeah I want to say thank you to you to Nikki I, I you know I think it's beautiful that people like you are making this information available and you know I know that no one gets to where you're at without going through a journey of their own so whatever pain and trauma you had to process to believe in yourself enough to you know believe you've got enough value to do something like this and to be the person that connects the audiences with these messages now I personally want to say thank you to you for what you've been through to get to the point where you can make this available for everybody oh thank you very much I really appreciate that I take that into my heart I'm glad Holly Noonan there talking to us about unbecoming and expanding into wholeness 
Oh, my huge takeaways from Holly today. The big one would have had to have been how we experience shame for feeling parts of our wholeness. Like, yes, yes, yes. I feel like that is me. <laughs> we totally shy away from feeling our negative stuff. Uh, we try and constantly shift back from feelings of frustration and anger and jealousy to happiness and joy. And uh, sometimes that's not possible. And that's just yeah, making us more fucked up, in my opinion. (laughs) We do it at the expense of our wholeness and we need to stop ourselves from doing it because it really is halting the experience of expansion, which I believe is what we came here for. The other ones, surrender. Surrender is a totally different energetic frequency to letting go, which I find to be such a powerful sentiment. There's just something that's so much softer and kinder and more gentle about surrender it feels better so I'm really gonna um, try and integrate that into my life because I love that sentiment Uh, and last but not least my other big takeaway was using spirituality as I mentioned in the intro as a coping mechanism it's like spiritual bypass and it's really not getting us anywhere so Uh, If you want to find out more, you can find Holly on Facebook at her page Unbecome Spiritual Expansion and she runs workshops and retreats on conscious parenting and spiritual wholeness. You can find all the details at her website, theholieeffect.com. As always, a big thank you from my heart to yours for listening today. I truly appreciate it. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy life to join me here. I really know how much that means. And if this resonated with you, I would love for you to please share it with just one person, that one person that has popped straight into your mind. And if you're feeling extra loving, please leave me a rate and review. Head over to quintessentialbeing.com for all the show notes and more. Until next time, big love. 